Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 146 of This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am your host, Perry. And with me this week is the co-host of This Is My Bourbon Podcast, Swan. Yeah. Yeah. I made it. Hey, I'm happy you made it. I always act like I maybe am not going to make it. It was dicey earlier today. It was dicey, yeah. You, you, did, you did text me and you were like, I don't know if I'm feeling up for it today, man. I was like... Energy was low. Yeah. What happened? You I, just exerted uh, too much energy? I, I got up early and I was like, I'm going to really do it today. I'm just going to do everything. <laughs> I like, went to the gym and grocery and came home and cooked and made breakfast and you know cleaned the house and this and that. And I was just ready. I was ready to go. And then as soon as I sat down, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> just started just going downhill. I I felt that very much over the weekend because mm-hmm. we were doing a bunch of stuff around the house. And I, like any time I sat down, I was like, this is it. Yeah. It's the end of my, what are we doing? Lucy, this, is a, this, this is our bourbon podcast. <laughs> Lucy, I can't do anything. The couch needs me. <laughs> <laughs> you may be pregnant. With like a week and a half to go until the due date. But the couch needs me. But the couch is calling my name. No, I'm sorry, Lucy. I can't come to you. I know you're also calling my name, but... I'm not going over there unless the couch can come. Yeah, anyway. Welcome to the podcast for anybody who's a listener for the first time. Um, thanks for making it to the, into the first two minutes. <laughs> we don't normally go all this off the rails, but... I gotta check in with Swan. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But if you are a first-time listener, thank you so much for being here. If you have not yet already, please subscribe and leave us a rating and review, share with your friends, yada, 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 all that good stuff. The stuff we normally tell people to do at the top of these episodes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Cool. Let's do Flying Blind. Oh, yeah. We're we doing this one? Mm-hmm. So this uh, is not technically blind, but this comes from our buddy Greg Reynolds, who also provided... <laughs> Last week's Flying Blind. A trooper. So, go back and listen to that episode. It was a good one. I felt good about it. And then two weeks ago, we did the antique review, antique collection review, and you people haven't downloaded the episodes. What's up with that? Go listen to it. Just streaming, man. I'm just streaming. (laughs) Uh, So, this is the Goodwood Stout Barrel Finish from goodwood i guess yeah it's supposed to be barton juice i think Hmm. but the reason that he dropped this off was because we had done that uh, bonus episode with the elijah craig beer barrel finish true and he wanted us to compare and contrast it's definitely a lot brighter on the nose elijah craig was dark yeah this is not nearly as stouty but it's present it's kind of breadiness that the other one didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, totally. kinda, I don't know. I always associate beer with, like, a... I'm not a big beer fan. It's like a soggy pretzel thing for me. Like, I just can't do it. But it's always very, like, yeasty. Yeah. This has got that to it. I like the nose quite a bit. I, I think it's... I, I think I personally like the nose on the Elijah Craig a little bit better just because it's, you know, I like the stout aspect of it quite a bit it's definitely stout oh okay all right you get about halfway through the palate it reminds you what it's finished in yeah yep there it is right on the back of that palate as soon as you start drinking it you're like is it really finished in something and then halfway through the palate it's just like stout (laughs) hello no that that's pretty good Mm -hmm. i think overall i might like the elijah craig a little better 
I do too. The Elijah Craig was out for blood on the first sip, <laughs> but uh, the second sip was amazing. Yeah, I really liked it after that. I agree. Th- this uh, and I mean, yes, this is just the first sip, but I don't know. It's it's just not my it's not my favorite. It's a little lighter, I think, than I would like for it to be. I don't know if it just spent less time in the stout barrels. I imagine it did. Yeah, because it. What was the Elijah Craig like? Gosh, I can't even remember. Mr. O'Driscoll? I don't know where the... <laughs> I legitimately don't know where my bottle of it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, whiskey reviewer problems. Ah, uh, oh well. I'll find out eventually. But, no, this is good. It's not great. It's just good. I think. So. Mm. I guess in some ways it's blind because we've never had it before. Does that count? Yeah. Okay. I'm counting it. We're pretty loose on the on the rules for flying blind. We are, and also I'm just confused by this. In what way? I don't know. Like I just feel like I can't tell if there's like a bourbon aspect to stouts that I haven't really explored, or if it's just this is a very mild finishing. Well, there are those stouts <clears throat> that are finished in bourbon barrel casks and i've seen those yeah i mean though that's what goose island you know prides themselves on themselves with their uh, their stouts i actually i really like it but i just can't explain why that's the that's the weird part (laughs) so i'm gonna let that open up and i'm gonna probably return to it oh i actually finished mine off oh well there's more in my sample if you need it i've got i've got plenty of my sample too hey you actually poured more than I did. I know. That's a first. Taken after you. <laughs> a you were pour. supposed to take me under your wing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a good dad. Anyway. <laughs> so a couple things up top before we get into the main episode. If you have not yet left a review of the show on the iTunes podcast app, please do that. It is a great way for us to reach new listeners. It pushes us up in that algorithm and... You know, people kind of like, I, I know we say this and other podcasts say this a bunch, but it really does, it really does help. So I appreciate everybody who has done that and uh, will potentially do that in the future. And uh, we, we read reviews off here on the on the podcast episodes as well. So we appreciate everybody who does that. Also, um, tomorrow is the last day to enter the 500 subscriber giveaway on YouTube. Which uh, came about because I hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. Ta-da! Yay! Logic. (laughs) Uh, I explain how to enter in the video. Basically, all you have to do is be a subscriber on YouTube uh, at youtube.com slash podcast, And you also have to leave a comment on last week's live stream video on uh, one of your favorite memories from the, the podcast or live streams or stuff like that. Uh, and speaking of live streams, I do those every Thursday night on YouTube at 8.30 p.m. That's like Eastern time in the United States Yeah, of America. It's always good. Yeah. Good crowd of people. You look like you had something you were about to say. Oh, I was just wondering what we're going to pour next. I mean, oh. There's just so many options. Like, what, what are we going for? All right. Have you had this? Not in a while. But you have had it. Yeah. It's the Jim Beam Distiller Series... Uh, seven year ninety proof. Uh, Chad actually gave this to me for my birthday last year. 
Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Nice little bottle. Yeah. I never actually had it on my birthday this year. So I'm kind of making up for that, I guess. Yeah. In a strange year, in these unprecedented times, you can't be expected to remember everything that you normally would. Not at all, Jim. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for referencing a deleted bit from the podcast. <laughs> See, that's my favorite. Now you have to bring it back. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a weird little bonus episode that comes out the Friday of this week. <laughs> it's just the the pre-chats before we get into the main episode. <laughs> I don't know. Goodness gracious. Let's talk about some news, Swan. What do we got? I'm coming in this blind. I'm yeah, going to be honest I, with you guys. We need to prepare. I kind of threw, threw all this together um, as well, but, I, you know. It is what it is. I'm about to have a baby. Okay. Thank, just just give me a break. Just give me a break. Sorry, I love you. Uh, Limestone Branch has made uh, the 2020 USA Today list of 10 best reader's choices. Uh, wait, wait. Best reader's choice travel awards for best craft whiskey distillery for the third year. Let me try that sentence again. <laughs> Limestone Branch Distillery makes 2020 USA Today list of 10 best Reader's Choice Travel Awards for best craft whiskey distillery for the third year. I feel like you're preparing for an audition. Am I? Just like trying to do those weird little like tricks to oh, yeah, loosen yeah, yeah, up yeah. your tongue and get yeah. ready. And just, I don't know. <laughs> Lily Lockett lost her. Wait, no. Lil- <laughs> But those, that's, ah, that's what crap. I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I gotcha. Uh, so they came in number three in the top ten. Uh, pretty good uh, list of, of craft folks here going. Uh, ten to one, Virginia Distillery uh, Company, Sugarlands at number nine, Highwire eight, Belfour seven, Blom at six, Sagamore five, Redwood four, Limestone at three, Treaty Oak two, and Iron Root at one. Nice. Yeah. Good for Iron Root. Not terribly surprised by that. Um, if you've not visited Limestone Branch, by the way, go ahead, go go do that. Steven go do it. Fontaine. Yeah, hey. Oh, I miss that man. I miss going to Limestone Branch. I have to do that when things are not the way that they are right now. Absolutely. If, if they're ever. <laughs> Stephen Fontaine's one of those people I want to ask one question to and then call it an interview because he could just talk for 40 minutes. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. And everyone just loves it. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Fonte. I missed you. Anyway, good on Limestone Branch. Very cool. Old Forester is also releasing uh, uh, three different releases in celebration of their 150-year uh, anniversary. So it's going to be... This is really interesting to me. Uh, there's going to be three different batches, each at different proofs and different barrel batches. And uh, they, they've got different different flavor profiles as well. Um, so batch one is 125.6, 46 barrels. Batch two is 126.4, 48 barrels. And batch three is 126.8 with 53 barrels. Um, they're <laughs> the flavors on these are all over the place. They are. Batch one, acai and black currant. Batch two, French toast and chocolate malt. Batch three, it sweetens in the middle to melon and pine. I think I would like batch two the most. I agree. The other one seems strange. I, I'm, I'm very confused by these flavor profiles because they really don't sound like Old Forester. 
They sound like Old Forester birthday bourbon profiles to me. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because they've fair. had, uh, Jackie's had notes of melon in some of the past releases yeah. that she's put out. Uh, and, I mean, there was one that I think somebody said they got some cantaloupe off of. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've always had kind of a really strange, like, odd fruit note to them that's not usually consistent with just a regular, like, cherry, sure. vanilla, oak, that kind of thing. I, I'm I'm very excited to get to try these. Uh, we are actually receiving samples from Ooh. Old Forester of, the, of these products. I'm excited. So, and hopefully the birthday bourbon as well. We'll see how so, it goes. It would be nice to at least try the birthday bourbon. It year. would. So, anyway, this is really interesting. Have you seen? I, have you seen this? What, what Not knowing that yeah, you have. Jeez, Louise. You, you haven't even looked at it. Yeah, your X-ray. How's your X-ray vision working this week? Not great. Uh, Evan Williams is actually changing up their bottles. Yeah, the rebranding. I actually yeah. have seen that. It looks uh, really nice. It's very nice. It's very heritage driven. Yeah, it feels like. Um, also, I'm glad they're getting rid of the weird white top on the bottle and bond. They had that weird, like, cone-looking white top thing, like, with the f- connected, uh, foil at the top of the bottle and bond. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Clearly not. It was like the whole top of the bottle was just white. Completely. Let me, let me look. Um, bum, bum, bum. Oh, without the tax trip? Yeah. Yeah. There's no tax trip. It's just white. Well, but there there was a tax strip that got added recently. Mm. Okay. Here, I'm 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 sending it to you. Uh look at that ping. That PNG file. Clear background. You can share it. You can put that on a shirt, Swan. <gasps> look at that. Do you see what I mean? Like they, they introduced this faux tax strip. Yeah, but before, I mean, it was just like yeah, it was it was a very plain, awful looking, yeah, top. And it it honestly played well because there was a lot of those bottled and bonds where it was almost like a gimmick that they were very understated, right? And then the Heaven Hill, of course, setting the industry standard was like we're gonna put out a seven year bottled and bond and it's gonna be beautiful, and the, everyone's felt the need to rebrand. Yeah. Um, I, I think that <laughs> Go Bourbon has done a really good article on, on these and, uh, broken down all the, all the different changes. Um, <clears throat> the, the bottle and bond is going to be the biggest change. Um, yeah, it's going to be the biggest, um, there's no changes to what's going into the bottle. Evan Williams Black is still going to be 86 proof at four to five years, Bottle to bond remains bottle to bond, and the flavors uh, remain flavored. <laughs> Good to hear. Yeah, uh, it says the packaging embraces its curves. The new packaging thankfully doesn't include any corks. That's interesting. Uh, they say that it's the best news that they don't have corks because of all the cracked and swollen ones that they've had. Oh, okay, so they're just getting ahead of. It- well, this is a Go Bourbon, or excuse me, the Bourbon Review is the one that is actually saying that it's best that they had the screw tops. Yeah, some Still. part of me wishes that Turkey had always had screw tops. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. But I do like the cork with it. It feels substantial with the cork. It does. 
But it's also heartbreaking when you get a turkey that's older than <laughs> 10 years old. And every time you've got to like do open heart surgery to get that cork off. I think I had a... No, maybe this did really happen. I think I might have broken an Elijah Craig cork. You did? You got that one that was back rear age dated? No, 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 no. Like a different one. Oh. Like more recently, within the past week or so. Hmm. I might have dreamt that. I don't know. Uh, but Evan Williams' single barrel won't change. So that's the end of that. Yeah, it's kind of their weird little standalone product. It's yeah. the only one in that bottle. Yeah. The Toasted Barrel Finish Rye from Michter's is out and about in the world. Uh, it's bottled at barrel strength, 109.2 proof uh, on average. And, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to, to pick a bottle of this up. I saw one of our local stores post uh, about it, and I just never got the chance to make it over there. So... Maybe Michter's will send us some samples. Maybe. Be cool. Be a lot cooler if he did. <laughs> MSRP, $85. Not bad. No. Not a bad price point for that at all. A uh, few releases for this this week uh, coming from Whiskey Advocate. The new Boss Hog Magellan's Atlantic. This is the seventh edition of Whistlepig's Boss Hog. 17 years old anywhere from uh let's do the let's do the math here right quick uh it's going to be anywhere from 105.2 to 107.8 proof $500 a bottle no <laughs> it's insane it's insane. 17 years old, uh, Canadian rye. Uh, aged in new charred oak, then underwent a three-week finish in virgin toasted Spanish oak casks, then spent just three days in toasted Brazilian teak casks. I, most of that sentence I didn't understand, but... Um, <laughs> that's a lot of money for a bottle, man. It is. I'm not going to say it's not worth it, because it's uh, one, I'm never gonna have it, uh, and, and two, that is a lot of extra finishing that I don't think I've seen on really anything else. Three three weeks and then three days. Mm-hmm. How much is that really going to affect the product? I have no idea. I I I, I doesn't it feel like a waste too? Like those the. You you essentially can't use unless they had a designated lifespan after being used for three weeks or yeah. three days. They can't be used in straight rise, or excuse me, they can't be used in a in a, in a, in a rye whiskey at all to be traditionally what we call rye, mm-hmm. and it can't be made into a bourbon either. True, but they could turn around and sell them to a beer company, and they could say that it was finished in Boss Hog casks. And, and I'm sure that they could sell it to wine wineries as well. Yeah, I don't think they're losing money on it or anything. I just that's that's so much work for three days. And also, yeah. how do you like? Do you taste it hourly at that point? Like, yeah, what's the what's the point? Yeah. I, so I it, it's it's a lot of work. I honestly, I mean, I couldn't tell you one way or another <laughs> why they decided to do that but I, whatever i mean i bet it's good i hope it's good at 500 dollars a freaking bottle 
man. Mm-hmm. Is the court cool? I always love the court. Oh, it's beautiful. Those. Yeah, it's beautiful as it always is. Um, oh, well, by the way, I and this is coming from Whiskey Advocate. The whiskey's name refers to the famous circumnavigation of the globe begun by Ferdinand Magellan in 1519. The explorer and his crew set off from Spain and made their first landfall in the New World in Brazil. So if I had just read a little bit further, I would have found reasoning at least for what the, the casks were that they used. But even still. <laughs> It's, it's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And we only have a couple of TTB labels to talk about. But interestingly enough, one of them is something that we've kind of already seen before. Uh, this is an Ezra Brooks cast strength single barrel. Correct me if I'm wrong, but don't we already have that? Well, they were doing that distiller select. That was just like the... Um... <laughs> The the rebel? Yeah, the rebel. So it's is, got the same packaging. So is this a different product? Yeah, I might. It might be. I know that the picks were like right at one fifteen, so they may have watered those down just a little bit. This is at one twenty. I don't know. It might be barrel proof instead I, of watered down slightly. I mean yeah, it says, it's slightly different. Yeah. It's got more gold on it. <clears throat> we do like gold. Gold is bold. Special limited edition. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's... Maybe the the Distiller Select was just kind of a 2020-only thing, and maybe they're trying to move into this cast strength packaging for 2021. I'm all right with it. I didn't actually see any of the Ezra Brooks. Uh, Uh, Liquor Barns had some. Yeah, I just haven't been able to find it. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. And then, last but not least, last but not least, uh, <laughs> killing it today, Swan. You're doing, you're doing great. I'm killing it. What it is, I don't know, but it's dead in the water. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last but not least, <laughs> a 17-year-old, very old Saint Nick. Unicorn cask, as they're calling it, at 107.3 proof. So since it's TTB, they don't have any information about this unicorn cask. Thing, oh, do they? but they do, Swan. They do? Okay. Oh, but they do. Are you I ready for to this? Speculate. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead. So this comes from the back of the label. An homage to the unicorn's origins, signifying strength, valor, and rarity, and an unattainable elusiveness. Here are some of the very last drops of some of the rarest Kentucky bourbon whiskey in existence. Produced in a long-ago shuttered distillery in the early 1980s, a revered weeded mash bill gives it character like no other. Removed from crumbling, almost empty, black, syrupy barrels in the late 90s and stored for the right moment, we felt it was time to share this treasure. Check out the color! There's an exclamation point at the end of that one. Raw, unfiltered, extremely concentrated, and true to its namesake, very old. Also, this is apparently release one of Unicorn Cask. So clearly this is supposed to be Stitzel Weller. Yeah, it seems like it's Stitzel Weller juice, or at least a very small percentage of it. I don't know. This is just strange to me. I I really... I just don't get it. It, it seems like... Uh, what are they called? The Orphan Barrel Series? 
Mm-hmm. It seems like that's what they're doing with this. Oh, this they is it. this is Orphan Barrel cranked up to eleven. Yeah, really, really, that's what this feels like. Yeah, but here's here's what I'm most confused about. Two things, actually. Removed from crumbling, almost empty, black, syrupy barrels. 17 years is not that long. (laughs) No. And it's not going to destroy the barrel. The barrels are built for these products to be in there for a significant amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And it does say that they were pulled and then stored. So they could have been put in what, like a vat of some sort? Yeah. So from 1997... Until now, it was just sitting in a vat? I guess. Where? They did that with one of the last drop uh, releases as well. Oh, the one from Buffalo Trace, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, It was like some OFC or George T. Stagg or something that had been sitting in a vat for a hot minute. I'm sorry, man. I'm calling BS on this. This is setting off so many alarms in my brain. And nothing about this feels right. I don't. I, I. I. truly do not get it. And I think that they're just. I. I think they're really shooting for this. What's under the very old Saint Nick, you know, person right here? Rare bourbon whiskey. Like they're just. They're just shooting for rarity, and you know the FOMO of not having it. And also, why are you calling it a unicorn cask? What's going on with it? <laughs> um. They have said rare no less than five times on their label. Yeah. That's insane. And here's my here's my thing. I like Preservation Distillery. I've been there. I like their tour. I like the folks who run it. it it's a really cool facility. They've got a great story behind them as well. And truly, the very old St. Nick brand has been revered for a long time. We talked about it on last week's episode. It's a brand that's been around, or was around for a while, had some really great products, was held in high esteem, and then as they kind of petered off, and as they got bought up by preservation, things just didn't look as nice for them. So, I don't know. This this just feels like a... A big gimmick. I don't get it. I, I truly do not get it. And it's not that I'm ignorant to their marketing behind it or anything. That part I understand. But at its core, I really don't get this. And I'm not even pretending <laughs> to like I might have the answers. Nope. I won't be buying it. I'm sure it's up there in price. Oh, there's no way this is under $2,000. Yeah. This is, if, if this is Stitzel Weller juice, the last time that Stitzel Weller juice was on the market was in a Pappy 23 bottle from like, what, 2014, 2015, something like that. Yeah, it was, it was at least a few years ago. Yeah. So the, it, it, it would absolutely destroy the market mm-hmm. if truly, truly, truly. For 13 years, Stitzel Weller juice just sat in a vat. I don't even know where they would do that. Like, where would where would that sit? Preservation's not a big distillery. They no. have no room for it. No. 
so are they paying, I don't know, Heaven Hill to just store Stitzel Weller juice in a vat? Maybe. I'm not sure. I mean, who would they pay? They would probably pay uh, Blade and Bow, right? I mean, that's where it's... In in Louisville? Yeah, that's so. I thought they were... Yeah, that's Stitzel Weller. Yeah, they'd probably just... I don't know. Maybe they got like a stock hidden but the somewhere Stitzel and they Weller just sell it out. Now is not the same from from the eighties. Well, yeah, but I mean, maybe they've got like stuff sitting in their distillery that they're just like someday we're gonna charge an astronomical amount to sell this to somebody. I, I who knows, man. I know, and and I, I'm I think I'm getting caught up and a little emotional about this because of how insane this feels to me. Mm-hmm. I, this is one of the dumber releases I've seen. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm calling a spade a spade here. This doesn't make any sense in no. the slightest. I'm I'm utterly befuddled. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to try it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just undercut everything I just talked about for the last. Two I want. Minutes. I I am curious what it tastes like. Yeah, but at the same time. Who's who's gonna fall for this? No, not me. Somebody that... with way more money than sense. <laughs> They're probably not listening to this podcast. No, they were gonna buy this regardless. <laughs> they didn't even have to be told that it was a thing. They just assumed that something like this was gonna be at one point. They called up their bourbon broker on the phone, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, whatever's new and could be amazing, just even if it. it's a lie." Just buy it. Just buy it. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. I got I got a little ranty. We'll heat it on that one. I don't normally get ranty, but when I do, it it really shows. Oh, it, just a little bit. <laughs> just just a small amount. I just want I just want I just want honesty. Yeah. It'd be nice. You're not gonna get it though. I need a nap now. <laughs> I feel like I just left the principal's office. Or more bourbon. I wasn't mad at you. I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> staring into that, that kid fe- over there. You know that feeling when your parents are looking at you and they're, at, you know, talking about how they got angry at somebody earlier, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, and like it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Listen, mom, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> Ah, terrific. Let's finish up this Jim Beam so we can do a review, shall we? I already did. I've been sipping on the on the Goodwood. Mm. How's it changed? Not at all. Ah. Not opened up at all. It's completely the same. I was really expecting something just <laughs> shocking. Fantastic. Got nothing. <laughs> that's inc- that's just incredible. <laughs> Oh, me, oh, my. Well, let's review this Maker's Mark SE4PR5. Yeah. Which I think was the code that you used to screw up all the Scantron sheets. Yeah. So that everybody got 100%. My favorite thing about this is, is usually before a podcast, you've kind of sipped on whatever review just a little bit. Yeah. And this time... I'm that person. You get to be Swan's position where it's just like going in blind. It's not yeah. headed at all. Flying blind, as they say. Mm-hmm. As we say. So I'm just going to be sitting back, just watching you, Perry. Okay. 
Now, I, full disclosure, the sample came from Chad and Sarah from It's Bourbon Night. It did. It did. I had to look at your shirt for a second to remember exactly what the name of the show was. Yeah, I'm wearing that today. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm one of those people that just grabs the shirt on the top of the pile. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Just roll on with life. Yeah. Third day in a row I've worn this Dead & Company shirt. You betcha. Yeah, you it was betcha. on the top of the pile. On top of the pile. <laughs> on top of the pile. I've been singing a lot recently. You should. Ooh. No faces are being made yet. There's nothing that's really jumping out at me. Hmm. Hold on. All right. Hold on. He's snipping his elbow. He's dabbing, folks. I don't think I've ever dabbed. I mean, you just sniff your elbow. That's the whole... But there's like a specific... I'm not doing this. (laughs) Anyway... Butter, butterscotch, uh, peanut butter brittle, peanut brittle, peanut butter brittle. Yeah, it's well, see, I got butterscotch, but it's a very traditional, like, you ever had a fall candle? Yeah. Like, it's just nondescript fall. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's funny, like, as you say that, there are these kind of undertones of foliage. <laughs> But really, really though, I mean, I, I am picking up on some greener notes throughout there. Yeah, I will say the nose did not impress me a ton. The palate, however, when you get into that, that don't impress on me much. Mm. Speaking of Shania Twain, was that on the pregame chats? Is that I what that so. came from? Okay. <laughs> Just callbacks. It's pre-ga- pregame chats. patreoncom slash podcast. Oh, there's actually like I'm kind of getting some, uh, some spicier, peppier, peppier. This has got a, this bourbon's got a lot of pep, peppery is, notes too. This is going to be one where you revisit the nose after the palate. He's making faces. He looks confused. He definitely got a good chew on this one. Woo! Oh yeah. Woo! Oh yeah. Thoughts, feelings, concerns. That finish is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. It was really, really steady. And then it hit the finish, and it was just, it's like a big ball of, like, TV fuzz. You know what I mean? Like, that noise. Yeah. Like, that's what it felt like channel on the... Channel 3, yeah. <laughs> channel 3 before you actually plug in your Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow, that is different. That is a... I don't think I could have told you that this was Maker's Mark. Oh, I can't. I actually really like it. I do, too. It's like very nondescript fall on the nose. And then the palate is just very, like, nutmeg. Yeah. Baked goods. Just real, real light and happy. And... I don't know. It just feels like one where you're wearing a flannel shirt and you're sitting on your porch. And Oh, it's almost flannel season. It is. Oh, it is. thank goodness. You live for it, I know, Perry. It's my favorite. And then 
the finish is just like, oh, by the way, it's also 50 degrees outside. Let me warm your entire body. <laughs> that finish is so intense. Yeah. It really is. I am starting to pick up some tea notes on the nose as well after having had the first sip. Yeah. It's different. This compared to the RC6 is difficult, though, for me because they are vastly different bourbons. Jeez Louise. Do you want to try the RC6 side by side? You got it? Somewhere. Give me give me a second. I know I have it. I mean, I have a sample of it. Vamp Swan. Vamp. What do I talk about? You drink bourbon. I just, just, just froze. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. Snuffy, you got this. Hang boxes. Okay, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I can't find it. <laughs> no RC6 was found. <laughs> now I feel bad. It's all good. This is great, though. It is very good. I've had the R6, RC6 recently. It's much fruitier. Hmm. Uh, it, it's very much like a apple, you know, kind of cherry, very like fruit medley kind of thing going on. Uh, and it's got a little mm. spice on the back end. Uh, this, however, though, it's, like, very fall-heavy. It's a lot of, like, baked goods, um, you know, nutmegs in there. It's It's got a little bit of a foliage, like, tea thing, which I'm usually not a big fan of, but with this one, it works. Um, it, it's nice. It's really nice. I, I just, I like this a lot. It's so different. It's so not what I was expecting at all. I think that's what they're going for with this series, though. Potentially, yeah. Yeah, I think the RC6 is definitely evident of that. Um, this is a step away from the main maker's profile, for sure. It is. So. My only complaint is the name. Yeah, I wish they had some kind of naming convention. It's so It's so hard to just get out of your mouth. <laughs> Honestly, you could just put 2020. You could just sure. put the year. You could sure. just put 2020 Maker's Mark Ellie. Yeah. But uh, SE4PR5 is just it's too much, man. Yeah. It sounds like somebody that came up with a droid. <laughs> but went a little too far. Yeah. It went like real deep cut, you know? <laughs> I don't know. You want to review this? Absolutely. Cool. So we normally review bourbons on the show, and I guess Rise as well, uh, on the scale of nose, palate, finish, and price. Each category is out of five, and then we score it on up, tally it on up for a final score of something out of 20. Oh, I'm killing it. The energy's up this evening for you, It is wild. So, Swan, what would you give it on the nose? The nose... I'm gonna give the nose a three and a half. I was I was in the same boat. Yeah, it's I mean it's kind of lacking. It's just it's got so much to offer on the palate that it doesn't show up on the nose. I think I'm actually gonna give it a three. Three. Yeah. It, while the nose is enjoyable, it's just you're you're right. It doesn't connect with what's going on on the palate. The palate is a huge flavor bomb, though. I'm gonna give that a four. Oh man, I can't I can't believe how good this this tastes. 
it's got a little bit of a bitterness, but not in a bad way, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just enough to kind of coalesce well with the rest of the flavors on the on on this this palette. You'll get it out eventually. I, I believe in you. I believe in you. We'll see. I think my biggest complaint with this is just there's not a bunch of cohesiveness between nose, palate, or finish. No, they are not all very different not things. Not at man. all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, a palate, I'm actually going to give a four. That's what I gave. Yeah. I, I, no, that's what I gave. I gave the palette a four. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four, too, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. The only reason this is a surprise for me is because usually T-notes are off-putting. Yeah. Uh-huh. They are ones where I'm like, Perry's at a four, and I'm sitting down at a two going, I don't even know if it needs that, man. Like... <laughs> I actually like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. And I, I think a lot of it is it's that got that fall feeling and there is that like very heavy baking kind of sense to it. Uh, and I, I love that because Boy. I spend all year thinking I'll go to the gym five days a week. I'll not eat the pizza that I want. I want the pizza, but I'm not going to eat it. And then as soon as it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, I'm like, I'm getting a full plate. And then I'm getting a full plate of dessert. <laughs> and then I'm getting a second full plate of dessert. And then I'm taking desserts home with me. I have such a bad sweet tooth. It is ridiculous. I'm, I'm the opposite. I just want all the like the main course foods. I eat turkey and mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving so the person that cooks food doesn't feel bad. And then I eat an entire thing of bourbon balls while no one's looking. Yeah, I'd, I'll eat all the food on the on the counter and then skip dessert. I do like stuffing, though. I'll have a lot of stuffing. Yeah, so palette's a four for both of us. I am going to give the finish a 4.5. Ooh. Okay, you're going higher than I am. I love that initial burst of flavor Mm. on the finish. Sounds like an oxymoron. But it just, like, where it just explodes as soon as it hits the finish. I love that. It's something I've never experienced with a bourbon before. And it, it stays pretty consistent throughout the rest of it mm-hmm. um it, it's not as strong actually i'm gonna bump it down to a four um it, it's not as strong as i would like for it to be in terms of longevity mm-hmm. um and and the t notes really are prominent on the finish especially as it dissipates more um almost on like sheer surprise factor (laughs) yeah i i don't know for me i think the finish is gonna be a four yeah i'm sticking with a four yeah i I, the only thing that's kind of weird about the finish for me is it's uh it it, it feels like it's kind of jutting off in a direction that maybe i wouldn't have gone not that you can really like shape these things with your mind or anything like it's just the finish it has you know (laughs) yeah uh but it's uh this finish makes me want to experiment with it in cocktails. But oh, like, for sure. Specifically, for sure. like a smoked old fashioned. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of those like smoking videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. They look cool. Uh, and on top of it, uh, this is a cigar bourbon to 100%. me. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, I could, I could see you just layering in cigar after cigar with this thing. Yeah. And I don't even like cigars, but I, I can kind of, I've picked up on when Perry's like, this is a cigar bourbon. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, cool. <laughs> got it. This is it. Yeah. It's got just enough sweetness to kind of counterbalance with the, <laughs> the smokiness of a cigar. Yeah. 
That's what cigars do. That's what cigars do. It's on its resume. I, I've seen it. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. But yes, it pair it seems like it would pair really well and kind of offset some of the smokiness. Yeah. So I Honestly, I'm not sure whether or not I would re- I would reach for this over like the 46 cast strength. I would 100%. I know you would. Yeah. I still like the 46 cast strength quite a bit. Actually, I want to try some next to this as well. Because we didn't score the 46 cast strength all that favorably. I mean, we were in like the 10 and 11 range. Whereas this is probably going to be in like the 14, 15 for us, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this this runs like $65. Yeah. Am I right? That's a great price for a limited release. Four? I'm going to do 4.5. I, I, I can understand that. I, I'm, go, I'm sticking with the four. I don't yeah. know if you want to try this side by side. No, yeah, I'm good. So. I don't know. This is quickly becoming one of my favorite yearly LEs, is the Maker's releases. And I never thought I'd say that. They honestly don't even smell like the same bourbon. No. And I mean, they're, they're by all means, not. They're not. But the thing that's interesting about it is, is they both had a relatively similar finishing process. It's just one is one particular stave and one is the other. Yeah, I, I think I like the SE Ford just a hair more. And I'm definitely reviewing it better than I did the 46 cask. 46 cask is just kind of this round ball of okay. Mhm. But the SE4, it's it's really got something significantly unique about it. Yeah. So, yeah, 4 for me on the price. That's a 15? Yeah, I'm at a 16 with this one. Yeah. That's really this is a great release from maker's mark it is one of the more surprising things to come out of this year yeah and i i will say that i've almost had i I have this weird thing where i go to my uh i guess future i don't know diane's grandparents we go over to her house um (laughs) and every time he's like you want some bourbon and he's got the little makers rocks glasses with the wax and stuff and he's got like a bottle of rc6 and i i I, every time it's there and i pour some of it and we have a steak and i've always just thought about pairing those two together i don't want this one with a steak no it seems weird to have this with a meaty like anything i I can't figure it out but it seems like i mean aside from a cigar it seems like it would pair really well with something yeah and i need more time with it which means i'm gonna have to get another sample bottle from chad but yeah (laughs) but i need more time with it i i know that there is something that this is going to pair really really well with grilled cheese no maybe that's it well we figured it out everybody bye-bye that's a secret see you guys no, I'm just kidding <laughs> yeah all bourbons pair perfectly with with grilled cheese and tomato bisque there's not much that doesn't pair well with grilled cheese man i love tomato bisque i love grilled cheese i'm like dozen dollar but i love grilled cheese <laughs> We had a conversation about lactose intolerance on the uh, last call. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Was that two weeks ago? That was two weeks ago. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Anyway, this is a big old recommend for me. Big old recommend. I, for me I as like well. I like this a lot. I think that uh, if you can find it, you should pick up a bottle. Uh, yeah, SE four. <clears throat> Great job, Maker's Mark. PR five. I think. Oh, PR. Yeah. Which stands for personal record. Yeah. Public relations and yeah. Press release. I don't. <laughs> Which one are we going here for? Fairy? I was gonna. I was gonna zag when I zigged, thinking maybe I would be like, "Oh, it stands for Perry Ritter," but also it would be for something else. Anyway, let's move on to our very infamous segment: tips and bits. Tips and bits. Tips and bits. Tips I'm, and bits. I'm trying to think of what I've got this week because I have not done anything this week. I've not really done too much different this week. <laughs> I'm still playing Mario 3D All Stars. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what I did start playing? What's that? I started playing Tetris 99. Oh yeah. Do you know about this game? I've heard of it. It's bonkers and infuriating, and I love it. <laughs> So basically what you're doing is you're battling 98 other players mm-hmm. in Tetris. And I've not gotten any better than like 20 out of 99 since I've started playing. Mm-hmm. But it's intense. I mean like the 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 premise of it is that if you clear a line you're throwing trash or garbage whatever they call it at one of the other players on the board yeah and so if they don't clear enough lines in time then a certain amount of lines get added to their board and then of course the higher they get the closer they you know get to losing so you're basically playing tetris competitively it sounds bizarre it's so addicting (laughs) i have to i have to go all right, that really was the last one. You really are not doing one more. Oh, no. I don't need another <laughs> game like that in my life. It's it's brutal, dude. Yeah, that's when you find yourself at 2 a.m. going, all right, just one more, 4 a.m., and then finally like, oh, fuck, I guess I'll fall asleep now. Got work in three hours. <laughs> I haven't done that with a video game in a long time. It's so good when you find him, though. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I feel like the last one you did that with was Animal Crossing. I need to go back to my town. Are they okay? I hope so. <laughs> last time I was there, one of my favorite villagers moved out. Oh, I out haven't of found, spite. I haven't found a replacement for him. So there's just this empty lot. Mr. Nook's going to be so mad. On Ritzville. Have I ever told you how much I regret naming my island Ritzville? No. You know what it could have been called? What's that? Ritzburg. <laughs> What a regret. What a regret indeed. You can't change it after you've started. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Just like that is the biggest regret you have from 2020. I've had a, I've had a few regrets. It's just that's that's the one. That's the one that eats me up inside. I, I haven't had time to do anything else that I might regret. That's fair. <laughs> There's nothing else. What am I going to do? I can't go out to bars. You know? Yeah. I, I can't, like, go to buddies' houses a bunch and, and drink. Like, there's 
There's nothing that I could regret that I've done in 2020. 2020 is just this big void of experiences. I was listening to some podcasts the other day, and they said 2020 just shouldn't count. Like, nobody should age in 2020. We should all get a pass, and if you turn 30 this year, you actually turn 30 next year. I like that. I'm good good with that. (laughs) It's like an actual leap year. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not a leap day. It's a leap year. Yeah. Was this a leap year? Yeah. Jeez Louise. I think so. 2020 really has it all. I can't name any of it. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Was that tips and bits? I honestly don't know. For you, I've not said anything This is the... Oh, yeah, that's right. What do you have to tip Orbit? Literally nothing. I've done nothing all week. I replaced my air filter today and then found out my AC unit was leaking. It's been great. Hey, I tried it in the Norlin this week. You did? I did. What am I doing? I keep watching Criminal Minds. I hate watching that show. Stop watching Criminal Minds. All right, everybody tweet at Swan. It's at Shaun of the Dead. Is it Shaun of the Dead? I think so, but it's not the. It's D-A. Oh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Is it O one? I think it's just one. Oh, okay. But no, I just been I don't know. Sean spelled like, like bean. Yeah, I've just been hate watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like eighteen episodes in. I just keep going to like forty minutes a piece. I, I I would absolutely just wanna throw my head through a through a wall. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, the human psyche's wild. And then I'm just like, I'm not gonna watch another one. And then it auto plays and I'm like, You got me, Netflix. Just keep, just keep going, man. I will say, I've actually got one bourbon related. I think everyone, if you have a total wine in your area, should pick up this Black Ridge Port Finished. I like the Black Ridge Port Finished a lot. And apparently I like going through puberty a second time as my voice cracks. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> weird, man. It's like, it's it's not the best bottle I've ever had. But it's, it's like, though. it's so different. Um, I mean, it's Barton Juice and it's finished in port. So it's pretty much the Port Finished, just not aged as long. Back to what I was saying about having tried it in a Norlin. Yeah. I, I actually have been revisiting the Norlin over the oh, past okay. few days. It's it's good. I like, I think what, what I like the most about it that I lack with the Glencairn is how easy it is to hold. Yes. And it's that thing that we've been talking about forever. I think Chad probably brought it up initially that Glencairns are so awkward to be drinking out of and also talking to somebody with. You have to kind of cut off eye contact yeah, and right. being faced towards yeah. them to, to drink out of it. Yeah. But the I, I think that's why the Norlin is a little bit more uh, approachable and, and could be more favorable as well. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, it's nice. It was it was nice to revisit it. I literally have not had anything out of a Norlin in months. I mean, it's been at least six or seven months. Have you seen where they're doing chocolate Glencairns? Yes! Somebody posted about that. I don't know if that was in our group chat or in the Facebook group. I want to... <laughs> I want to have an episode where we drink out of them. Are they hollow? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> what if they're not? <laughs> it's just solid Glencairn that we then have to chisel the inside out of. I'll do it for content. <laughs> I work in a walk-in. I, I work next to a walk-in freezer. I will stand in there and chisel it out until we <laughs> we have two chocolate Glencairns. 
This has been one of the weirder episodes. <laughs> Maybe if this is your first time listening, go back and listen to another one. Yeah, like the Antique Collection one. That was fun. Yeah, go download that episode if you haven't done so already. Yeah. Anyway. Does that do it for this week? I think it probably should. It probably needs to. It, <laughs> it just needs to stop. <laughs> Uh, it's about that time. I had nothing else. <laughs> Great. What do we do now? Well, now we wrap up the show and tell people thank you for listening to this week's episode, as wild and crazy as it has been. And if you want to follow up with us, you can do so on social media. Uh, Swan, where can people do that with you? I actually don't have anything right now. You made a big life change. I did. I no longer have the My Bourbon Finder account. We are officially retiring Swan the Bourbon Finder, I think. Yes. Yeah, it's just going to be Swan now. Um, I'm moving my page to something else. Um, it's out there if you want to go be curious. But yeah. um, it's, uh, it's going to be a little bit different for now. Um, and then I will probably make a Swan account here pretty soon if you guys want to keep up with me. And then uh, I'll plug that in the next one. I never, I never sent you this, um, but a while back we were talking about um, if a Swan, a real Swan, had your eyebrows. Oh, it's terrifying! Somebody showed me a picture of one. I sent, I just sent one to you. Oh my god. That's Photoshop for you. Oh no. Yeah, it's real bad. It's it's so bad. Uh-huh. It looks like one of those people that shaved the side of their head completely and left the top and slicked it back, but on a swan. <laughs> <laughs> I was initially gonna say you should use that as your profile picture, but don't use that as your profile I'm picture. I'm going to now. I'm going to now. Out of spite. Now nah, I'll I'll make a I'll make a logo for you. Sweet. I got an idea. All right. Got an idea for I'm you. here for it. Oh, I got a really good idea, actually. Yeah, that's going to be great. Anyway, uh, you can follow me personally at PeteRitter1492 on all social media channels. I am also at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app if you do such a thing. We will read out that thing here on the podcast because we appreciate everybody who corresponds with the show in such a way. Speaking of correspondence... You can send us questions or comments or complaints or thoughts or feelings or concerns. Um, yeah, sure. Concerns. Why, Why not? not? To this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. And speaking of the bourbon shop, all of our apparel and merchandise is found at bourbonshop.threadless.com. As I said at the top of the episode, I also go live every Thursday night on youtube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast at 8 30 p.m. This is your last chance. If you're listening to this the day that it came out or the day after, uh, you have until 8.30 p.m., which is when I go live, again, uh, on YouTube, uh, to to enter the 500-sub giveaway. So go ahead and enter that and subscribe to that YouTube channel. We're going to build that, going to start doing some more YouTube content as well here soon. I'm still working on getting the BTAC review video edited and set up and everything. It's just really, it's really kicked my butt. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm trying to get it done. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast uh, is where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. And for as little as five dollars a month, you get the bonus content, which usually includes, but is not exclusively limited to, the 
pregame chats, which come out every Tuesday before the main episodes drop, and the last call, which is just a goofy fun time where Swan and I go and wrap up this week's content, or the week's content, rather. And uh, we have a couple drinks, have some chats, make some uh, some weird people. Interesting bartenders. There are some very interesting and, and weird bartenders. And uh, we're going to be headed over to the last call here very soon. Uh, why don't we uh, why don't we thank a patron? We haven't done this in a couple of weeks. Yeah, who we got? How about we thank Monica Willits this week? She's the best. She uh, has been a supporter of the show since October of twenty seven. Excuse me, twenty eighteen. Uh, so just about two years, and uh, we really appreciate Monica uh, helping us out. And uh, Swan was saying that he missed Monica. I do, man. She she shared a really good Knob Creek pick with us last time we saw her. Um, she brought one in her purse, and we had a <laughs> table full of people, <laughs> right. and she just poured everyone a little bit of it, and she got to the end. She's like, it's gone. I don't know what happened. I'm just like... I know what happened. We, we all know what happens. <laughs> I'm tasting what happened right now, Monica. <laughs> She's great. She is indeed. And I think that does it for this week's episode. Thank you all so much for listening, especially if you have made it this far after this crazy, funny weird bizarre week of this mm-hmm. podcast next week honestly i have no idea we're at the point where we will either have a, a regular episode next week or it could be the beginning of the banked ones yeah so <laughs> i truly do not know what's going to happen over we'll the next out. week so we will find out together that is for sure We'll see you next week one way or another. But until then, I'm Perry. And I'm Swan. And this is my Bourbon Podcast. Bourbon Podcast.